Here we are just a few days away from 2024. I am so amazed at how quickly this year has gone by. So I wanted to do something special for you guys. So what we're playing today is the top 10 of the podcast since the beginning. We are going June to June of June of 22 to June of 23. We won't be playing the whole podcast, but just two to three minute clips. Plus, I have a bonus for you at the end. So we're doing the top 10 plus a bonus. Welcome back to Adventure Parenting with Grace. I am Lori Donahue, and this is the Gospel Parenting Podcast, where we will walk with you through the joys of parenting and the most painful challenges so you can rise with courage, practical strategies, and hope to parent with purpose. These are in no particular order, but we are starting with number one, the very first podcast. And this was in June of 2022, and I introduced Kids Strength for Life. If you want to hear the whole podcast, go to podcast number one. That brings us to the second way we want to speak to our kids. We want to speak to their hearts. It is within their hearts that they make decisions to do what is right based on deeper motivations and not external. As moms, we need to speak to them in that heart language that speaks to their ability to feel things beyond the physical. It speaks to their ability to love, to have empathy, concern for one another's welfare, forgiveness, and so much more. It's these messages that will last for their entire life, and they will govern their behavior in a way that cause and effect cannot. This communication is the best for understanding that when things are right and wrong, they have a reason, and they need to know why they're right and wrong. This is what will cause permanent change and build kids from the inside out rather than molding them just from the outside. So now that we know how we want to communicate many things, how do we do it? How do we communicate these things to our kids? It's not buried and it's been under our noses for a very long time. It's just that the other methods that we've mentioned earlier have shouted louder and gotten more attention. And quite frankly, they may work more quickly in the short term, but these won't make the kind of changes that are best for our kids in the long run. I have to admit, I fell for them too. Sometimes it was easier to set a consequence than to have a conversation. Sometimes I was afraid of conversations. Sometimes I didn't even follow through on the consequence I'd promised. Or sometimes I ignored certain behaviors just so I didn't have to deal with them. I even counted to 10 instead of being sure that they obeyed right away. It was easier to say no dessert for you instead of taking the time to take my daughter into the other room and have a heart conversation with her. After all, I was a busy mom. But as the sign says, there are no shortcuts to any place that's worth going. The next clip is from Carolyn Hart from podcast number two through five where she talks about a lot of things that are in parents' hearts and minds as they raise their kids. Contentment is a tricky thing. I, I am not naturally content person. I am a type A, um, task-oriented. I don't know if any of you feel that way. Um, I like to check things off a list. And so I had this idea going back to my dreams before kids 
I thought we'd travel a bunch and we'd go places and have adventures. And then we would travel and go places. And I would get there and think, well, that wasn't very satisfying. I Now we need to go somewhere else. Maybe mm. it wasn't a place that would make me content or happy or satisfied. And I think that when we desire contentment, it's so good to want contentment, right? We want to, we, we know that the Lord has us here for a reason right now. He doesn't have us here tomorrow or yesterday for a reason. But I would say for me in my life, the way the Lord has brought me to a place of contentment is instead of striving for contentment, I can't accomplish that on my own. The, that has to be from the Lord. He, the Holy Spirit works in us. And so I think that when my goal was contentment, I never achieved it. When my goal is Jesus, that's when I found true contentment. And so for somebody who is feeling that, I would say I have been there. I've been there most of my life, actually. And there's so much striving in it. Like, Lord, I, you know, I, um, I do these things or I pray these things and I want and I desire and I just don't, I don't feel content. And I think if it's, if it's even possible to do, take contentment out of your mind. Just don't want it. You know, just take it out. That's not the goal anymore. And just seek the Lord. Just be in the word, memorize scripture. Um, I know that sounds kind of cliche and silly, but that's something I've been practicing more. Memorizing scripture is so important and the Lord reveals himself in scripture. And so I think that when the goal is Jesus, that's when contentment follows. So that's been my experience. Our next podcast clip is an interview with Alex Green, who shared her poignant story of preparation having her baby Iris with trisomy 18, and then afterwards. This is podcast series number 39 to 41, if you want to hear the whole thing. This experience that you went through, which was extremely difficult, uh, I'm, I'm sure aspects of it were really difficult. How did it affect you spiritually? Did you Did you change spiritually because of it? Or, I don't know, can you comment on that? Yeah, I think for me, spiritually, there was highs and lows. There was definitely um, moments of anger or frustration or doubt or, you know, there's always that questioning of things. I still don't fully understand it. Um, so there's there was those moments, but there was also lots of moments where I felt Jesus really step in and increase my faith in ways that I had never experienced before. I can remember um, the day after our initial phone call, we had our community group and we went to community group and we just, we shared with our community group the news and then we all prayed. And I, like, I prayed for us just filled with so much faith in that moment that I look back and I think like, who was that person? <laughs> because it didn't it didn't feel like it was of me it felt like god was giving me a faith right now that i could never muster up on my own so spiritually there was lots of moments like that that just kind of blew me away that that was what god was producing in me in that season and then during our um pregnancy there was similar moments and then when she was actually home with us for those those nine days there was lots of moments of just 
it's the 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 deepest desperation I've ever experienced, but the physical presence that I felt from the Lord just I knew he was with me that I don't know when you're in a situation where there's just you don't know what to do and you're just at the end of yourself um because you're brokenhearted and you're tired and you're anticipating the death of your child mm-hmm. every hour you Jesus is is there in those moments. He was there with me in those moments. So spiritually, it was really a roller coaster, but there's some definitely standout moments that I will never forget and have changed my faith for this lifetime. Mm-hmm. Our next clip is with Anne Marie Gosnell, who is the queen of object lessons. She came and spoke to us at Thanksgiving about thankfulness. You will find this number 26 and 27 in Adventure Parenting with Grace podcast list. And sometimes we'll see that being thankful is actually paired with suffering, which is really hard sometimes. But when we have those conversations with our kids, so-and-so was mean to me, or I didn't get this part in the play, or I didn't, you know, they had these sufferings that you know they're really you know first world problem but you know (laughs) but you know when we have these heartbreaks that happen we can Mm -hmm. still be thankful through the hard times Mm -hmm. and your kids are going to watch you mom and dad when you have the bill that you're not able to pay on time or you have a relationship with a friend that's not going well how are you going to be thankful how are you going to handle suffering in your way Mm -hmm. because i think of you know the disciples they were they were taken out of jail and went away with thanksgiving in their hearts that yeah these people they were all excited that they got to be put in jail because of jesus yes they were praising god in jail i know (laughs) yeah yeah now you know Paul and Silas singing worship songs while they had chains on you know it's like you know so there's this idea of yeah absolutely we need to consider the personhood of God and be thankful for who he is and who we are in him but we also we need to be thankful in the good times or recognize that there are times of suffering and sickness and hard times there's there's ways to be thankful for those too because nothing returns void god will use everything in your life to either bless you or bless somebody else yeah yeah or glorify himself i will absolutely throughout (laughs) all of it yeah oh that's so good our next clip is with christy griffith she came to talk to us about personality and family dynamics and her podcast series was actually over four sessions. It was number six, seven, eight, and number 11. So you can go back and listen to those if you want to hear more. I have talked to parents who say, I do not understand this kid. I don't understand how he thinks. I don't understand where he's coming from. He, I am nothing like he is. I just don't get him. And that sounds to me like a personality difference in a lot of senses. So what do you say to that parent? Yeah, great question, because we all have felt that way. Mm -hmm. Even if we're not parents, we have felt that way about someone in our lives. Mm -hmm. And 
I like to remind myself and my friends that your children are the children God gave you. You are the perfect parent mm. for that child. That means that we have to be do a bit of detective work. We have to employ our powers of observation mm-hmm. and just observe and watch where we see consistencies, where we see inconsistencies. What are the threads that are going through this child's behavior and their personality and how they respond to people, how they respond to us, how they respond to the world around them. And my motto in life, honestly, has become remain curious. Mm. Remain curious. That's really good. Because from day to day, we're going to react differently. From day to day, we are going to grow. Wouldn't you love to be around people who just knew, wow, who, who is Lori today? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be great if your husband woke up every morning and said, wow, who is my wife today? Yeah. Let me be curious about her. In our next clip, Janine McNally came on to talk to us about the Alpha Generation. Her podcast series was number 46 to 48. Janine, given all the cultural change and all the things going on in our culture, what do you think is the biggest problem for parents in raising kids today? I think for parents of Generation Alpha, these zero to 12 year olds, I think finding a balance between healthy technology Mm -hmm. and relationships is the biggest issue. We can pretend technology is not there. We can take the devices away from our children, but we are very naive, I think, if we believe that we can stop technology. It is not going away. So we need to find healthy boundaries where as parents, we can allow them. There's a chapter in my book called Addicts or Experts. We can define these kids as being tech addicts, or we can say, you know what, these kids are going to turn into the most incredible technology experts alive, doing Mm -hmm. things that we don't even know exist right now. So we need to find a balance between the two. And at the same time, the other flip side of that is they say that Generation Z, the teenagers and up right now, even though they're the most engaged on social media, they are the loneliest generation Mm -hmm. and they are starved for relationships. So as a parent raising these little kids, we need to find a balance. So we can't eliminate technology, but we can, to a degree, control it. But once they get to their teen years, you know, you can put all the apps you want on those iPhones, but they'll find a way around how to access information that we may not want them to know. So we need Mm -hmm. to use the first 12 years to train them in Mm -hmm. what is good information and create a good worldview, in other words. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the world is indoctrinating them strongly with a worldview that involves atheism and pantheism and humanism, all these isms. And we have to somehow counteract the secular worldview training that they're getting in the schools and the media. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Our next clip is with Chelsea Roth. This was probably one of the most fun podcasts I've done. It's called The Extraordinary Carburst Story. This is number 18. You'll probably want to go back and listen to it. So here is Chelsea. So Alex pulls over onto the shoulder off of the 126 exit to Main Street in Ventura. 
And that fourth urge after I got my shorts off, I felt her come out. I felt my water break and all of her just fly out and I couldn't catch her. And I don't know about anyone that's had an unepiduraled, a natural labor birth. Once the baby's out, it's like you come back to reality and your pain is kind of gone, but you're kind of exhausted. Yeah. And so I knew she was out of me. I knew I wasn't holding her. I knew Alex was driving, trying to park the car. And so logically, I knew she was probably on the floor all by herself, but I couldn't get bend over to get her at that poor point. <laughs> and poor so, Chelsea, poor baby. I know. So Alex pulls over and he comes to the passion side. He goes, where is she? And I go, I don't know. Found <laughs> at the floor and she's just like wriggling and not crying yet. And at that point, panic kind of set in because if she's not breathing, I don't have any suction materials to clear out her nasal passages. Like, so Alex picks her up and puts her on my chest and then he starts waving down cars. And I look at him and I go, what are you doing? He goes, I'm getting help. And I go from civilians, but she's already here. What are they going to do? Like, he goes, well, what do you want me to do? I go, get back in the car and drive. And he goes, okay. So then he's like laying on his horn. I'm completely naked. And we're a low Prius next to all these like big trucks. So I'm pretty sure many people in Ventura's lot everything about me. Oh, and my feet are up on the dashboard. She's still obviously attached. And I just keep going, okay, she needs to cry. I need skin to skin and I need to keep, keep her warm. So I find a sweater in the back and I cover her. I lift up my shirt so that she can be on my chest. And I'm like hitting her back. And I finally hear her cry which at that point I then calmed down. Mm-hmm. And then okay. our next clip is with Jen Thompson, and she talks about single parenting and its challenges and how she dealt with the many situations. And these podcasts are number 15 to 17, so you can go back to listen. Do you have a word for the moms out there listening that might be just in the throes of so much frustration, so much sadness, all the emotions that come wrapped up. And they might be earlier in the, the walk where their kids are little and just have so many questions. Do you have a word for them? Yeah. God uses all things, not just good things. The Bible doesn't say God uses good things for the good of those who are. It says he uses all things, mm. even the bad things that falls under all. You can look back and go, oh, God used that horrible in the moment but wow look what he's done since then i'm learning now to try and see it in the moment instead of panicking okay what's going on here and and how do i go forward instead of "Ah, you know this is horrible get me out of here (laughs) it takes a village you got to find yours you have to if you're not in church you got to get one you need a small group you need to live life with people Mm -hmm. it's so important you have to recognize the void in your life Mm -hmm. talked about the void in your kid's life fill it with god you have to recognize a void in your life and fill it with god as well you're not supposed to be enough all this you're enough you're no you're not yeah nobody not even married people they're not enough you have to recognize there's a void and you have to fill it with god Mm -hmm. our next clip is about family communication and goals and purpose And the guest was Lauren Amaro, and you can find her podcasts, number 12 and 13. 
right? A lot of times we get frustrated with our kids because we're afraid of their actions. Mm -hmm. We're afraid it's going to hurt them in the long run. Mm -hmm. We're afraid that they're going to turn out a particular way if we don't fix this right now. Mm -hmm. And I think that, again, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Mm -hmm. Come to me, all of you who are so afraid. Come to me, all of you who are striving as a mom. It's it's right there. He will give us rest. Mm -hmm. We also have to choose that rest. And I think God gives that as an, as an invitation, but we have to choose that. We have to create structures. For me, God has challenged me in the last few years to build in more margin, to be more present. Because when I'm moving slower, I can be a lot more patient. Mm -hmm. When I'm not rushing through all of my tasks and goals and dreams and all of that, then I have space in my head to say, oh, my kid yelling at me right now? is not about me and something else is going on than that he or she does not want cereal this morning or whatever it is that they're freaking out about. So this might be about something else. And it gives me space to look to the heart. That promise that Jesus's yoke is easy and his burden is light is true when we accept it. Mm -hmm. I think God's asking us to accept it more. Mm -hmm. That is really, really good. Our next guest is Nicole Radin, and she gives us really practical tools for parenting the difficult child. And the strategies are not necessarily just for the difficult child. Her podcasts were number 19, 20, and 21. When you set firm limits by describing what you will do or what you will allow, and not setting yourself up for failure by giving unenforceable commands, you are teaching them about the authority. Like you are, you will follow through with your your word as the authority figure, all the while expressing empathy and care and concern. For a kid who decided to keep playing video games instead of eating dinner that was served at six o'clock, uh, you can express a lot of empathy for, yeah, I bet you feel really hungry now that it's bedtime and you chose not to eat dinner. I bet you'll be hungry for breakfast tomorrow. I know I'm really hungry when I have to, when I choose to miss a meal or something like that. So it's mm -hmm. always delivered with a heavy dose of empathy, but you have set the limit by using enforceable statements rather than issuing things. Mm -hmm. Seems to me this has a better opportunity to have a heart change. And this is what we're looking for. I mean, that's what repentance mm -hmm. is, is a heart change. Absolutely. Then if you're just told commands all the time um, by parents, I mean, God gives us commands and we do respond, but he also wants us to have a heart change. Absolutely. And I, I would say that I think that the Bible places the highest emphasis on the condition of our heart, you know, rather mm -hmm. than our outward actions. Yes. There is definitely things that God, you know, standards God holds us to, that the, there are definitely things that are right and wrong, et cetera. But what he is most concerned with over and over in, in scripture is the state of our heart. Well, I'm not sure if you were counting, but that was our top 10 from June to June. And like I said in the beginning, these were in no particular order, and they did not include many, many podcasts that were really, really excellent. I have a surprise. I've included two bonus podcasts for you, and I think you will enjoy them. They were both excellent. So here they are. The next guest is Christy Thomas, and she is talking about changing habits in small increments. 
heard podcast is entitled Mothers and Sons and Fathers Too and is podcast number 29. You want to get a prayer habit going. You can start by just saying something like, hey, what was good about your day? Let's talk to God about that. Sometimes I use this kind of two-part one where we say, God, today I liked. And then we say, God, today I didn't like. And that's it. And it makes it easier for kids to know what to say. Because one of the problems with prayer is that we often just don't know what to say. right? Mm -hmm. So it just makes it very simple. It doesn't take very much time. You can also make it fun. One of my sons really likes what he calls a passing prayer. So I hold the stuffed animal and I say something and then I pass the stuffed animal to him and then he says something and then we just pass it back and forth. So yeah. um, making it easy because it's fun. So it doesn't necessarily have to be super short, but if it's fun, it's also easier to get in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good idea. Can I keep asking more? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have any other ideas? I just love this part. All the real practical tools. Well, let me see. I mean, those... Those are all very simple. Oh, let's talk about worship. So let's say you wanted to get worship into your day more consistently. This is something that I'm working on <laughs> right now. I haven't developed any little habits around it yet, but I probably should take my own advice. <laughs> but you could do something like, you know, when you get into the car, you turn on the Christian radio station or your favorite, whatever. You just, you buckle your seatbelt and that's what you do. You just turn it on. That becomes the habit. That's not working for me because we always listen to audiobooks in the car. But oh. that works for a lot of people. I've heard a lot of people say, you know, I turn it on for myself and then I hear my kids kind of sing it along. You can say, while I'm making lunch, I turn on worship music. Mm -hmm. Another aspect of this that makes it actually more likely to get done is that you connect it with something that you're already doing in your day. So instead of saying, oh, we'll turn on, I really want to turn on worship music. That's the end of that, right? It's not going to happen or it might happen once in a while. If you want it to be consistent, you have to connect it with something you're already doing consistently. And we might think, well, I'm not very consistent. Well, you always eat lunch. Yeah. Well, you, al yeah. you always eat meals. Mm -hmm. You always get in the car or wait for the bus. You always tuck your kids in or like there's always something that you're doing regularly. Giving your kids a bath or yeah. Yeah. reading realize or something. Brushing your teeth. Exactly. There's there's always those times and you can, you just have to think creatively about how can I implement a small habit in that day? So maybe while you're brushing your teeth, you sing Jesus loves me to your two-year-old while you're brushing their teeth. How yes. easy would that be, right? Right. Bath time, you could turn on music or you could be singing little songs to your child. Uh, that wouldn't work with a 13-year-old, but <laughs> it would work with a little one. And sometimes you just have to, you know, as your kids get older and you're no longer bathing them or no longer driving them, then you have to shift your habits. But it's... Yeah. When you think of making it easy and connecting it with something you're already doing, it becomes a lot easier to get it's in. It's so good. So, so good. This is our final bonus podcast clip. And this guest is Jamie Mitchell. And she talks about finding joy when you're not feeling it. And this is from her podcast series, number 42, 43, and 44. When we can recognize again that God is big enough for our imperfect family to live imperfectly and still somehow be an expression of his goodness in the world. We get to live with a little bit more joy and freedom and life and expectancy for the future because the future God has is so much brighter and bigger than how we idealize things in our head. And so I think mm -hmm. we, we actually really limit ourselves with our expectations instead of saying, yeah, if God's purpose is bigger than what I'm seeing for myself, maybe I should just submit myself to that a bit more and experience a bit more joy and freedom in my day instead mm -hmm. of 
trying to have yeah. the perfect house or the perfect job or the perfect kids or mm-hmm. have dinner on the table at the perfect time. It's, and it's always exactly nutritionally, exactly what my kids need. And then when our kids get old enough to start driving and eating whatever they want when they're out and everything's off the table at that point. But yeah, we set ourselves up, right? We set ourselves up to be miserable a lot of times instead of just saying this life we live is a beautiful and messy life. And God has joy for us even in the mess. That completes our New Year's wrap-up. I hope you've enjoyed it, and I hope you'll be inspired to go back and listen to some of the podcasts that you haven't heard. And even check out the ones that we didn't feature on this podcast. My prayer for you is that you have a wonderful 2024. And as always, I pray that you will rest in the Lord this week and 2024.